You're listening to the B-School Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B-School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of B-School. We've got a great guest on the show today, Laura Rochelle. She's a photographer. She's an educator. She's a fellow podcaster. And we were talking before the show and already having some super real talk. So this episode is going to be good. Alora, thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So as I mentioned, I mentioned that you are a photographer. As we speak, you're about to launch your education platform. And we're talking on the day that you just launched a new podcast. What people who are listening and aren't familiar with you might not know is that you are like a master pivoter. (laughs) And I don't know if you feel that way, but I see you as someone who's like done an excellent job of figuring out what works for you and what doesn't and then making the appropriate moves. Oh, thank you so much. I'm honored, honestly. (laughs) So for you... We talked earlier this year, you had a different podcast. I think it was called Hardly Hustling. And then you realized the whole idea of hustle just didn't resonate with you. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Okay. So I think I was just following the trend. Everyone was talking about femalepreneurs, hustling. And at first it was of heart and hustle, but that name got taken and there was a lot of confusion. And I was like, okay, let me just change it to hardly hustling. Maybe it'll seem more passive, even though hustling is in there. And then I was like, I don't even like hustling. (laughs) And I was listening to what people were talking about. And even in the the podcast episodes that I was launching wasn't always talking about business. Actually, I think there was only two podcast episodes about business. Everything else was about mental health, motivation, mindful tips, and just plain encouragement. So I was like, I'm not even staying true to the title of this. And the title of the podcast is misleading. And the more that I got into like podcasting and recording and people were reacting and people were DMing me saying what they'd like to see, what they thought about everything, I realized that my vision had completely changed. And other than changing the podcast episode name, I mean, the podcast name again, I said, you know what, let's just scrap it. And everyone's like, no, keep it. It makes sense. Like, just just delete them and start over. And I'm like, no, 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 that's messy. Let's just start a brand new thing and we will go from there. I know a lot of people when they are pivoting, there's like a huge fear like, oh, will people follow me? Will, will, they, will they think that I'm crazy for changing my mind? And trust me, I had all of those thoughts and more. But I knew in my heart that the vision and where I wanted to take this was not sufficient with hashtag hardly hustling. And not to mention, I burnt myself out probably six times last year. So the word hustle actually just kind of makes me angry at this point because I think people believe because of the marketing, because of what we're being told, because everyone has a podcast, because everyone has a YouTube, that you have to hustle to have success. You have to hustle to get the thing that you want. And I don't agree with that. 
I think that we should work smarter and not harder. And there is another way. And I want to show you that. So that's why I built this new podcast to show you that hustling and, and all these other toxic traits that we're trying to do, we end up burning ourselves out and not doing anything. I've been talking about analysis paralysis. I've been talking about tons of crazy things in my new podcast, if you'd like to check it out. But I personally believe that being efficient, being productive, and and making plans and making changes is the real key to success, in my opinion. Mm, Thank you for sharing that. I think what I hear as I hear you talking is that you have this kind of gut sense, you have this almost values-driven piece where you're like, I don't feel aligned to this word that made my year kind of crappy because I kept burning out. But then you've also got this really like a strategic mind. I think strategic is the first way where you're like, no, I'm not going to create a bunch of mess and confuse people. I'm going to have a clean slate and move forward from there. Something else that I've noticed though, that as you're pivoting, you really invite people into your process. If people follow you on Instagram, um, in your stories, you're constantly asking for feedback and letting people help you build the direction. Is that something that came naturally to you or something that you learned? I just, I want to hear how you started doing that. So what I realized that a lot of mistakes that professionals say when they start a business while they're growing their business is they completely ran it based on what they thought people wanted versus asking people what they wanted to hear from them. And so I've done both. I was like, all right, let me split test this. So I made content that I thought was relevant, that I thought people wanted to hear. Sometimes it was great. Sometimes it flopped. Sometimes it got like zero listens. So I was like, okay, let me ask the people what they're actually struggling with. And when I talked about those topics, those topics, those episodes, those content pieces took off. So my biggest thing is if you want to pivot or if you want to start something, I think you need to involve your community. The small circle that you have, there's a reason why they followed you. There's a reason why they're here, subscribe to you. They want to hear what you're making. But if you could tailor it to them, they will speak on your behalf. They will be your ambassadors. They'll be like, well, you got to listen to this. I suggest this topic and this is exactly what I needed to hear. And those are the type of things that I'm looking for. I want to make sure that I'm actually giving out content that is aligned with me and my purpose, but also is aligned with my audience and what they want. And I'm always looking for something that people aren't doing. So a lot of people are into this. Now that there's a million businesses out there, you could pretty much make a business out of anything and charge for it, correct? So I'm looking for what people aren't doing. I'm looking for the question and answers that people aren't answering. And that is what I think sets me apart. I feel like a lot of people are like, well, if I just copy this person, what they're doing, they'll, and if I'm cheaper or if I make it look prettier, but have the same answer, they'll come to me. Like, no, it's already been done. What is something that is missing that you can do and you can do it better? Mm, That is so good. There's a quote and I'm definitely paraphrasing, but it's like, I'd basically rather be like, the best version of myself instead of being like a knockoff version of someone else. (laughs) And a lot of times on the internet, you just see people being knockoffs of other people Mm -hmm. because that worked for them. But really what worked for that person was being that person and finding 
who resonated with them, you know? Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. So thank you for sharing that and giving people insight into how you can do that and do it in a really authentic way. It doesn't have to feel like an official survey. It can feel like a conversation. There's so much benefit that happens It could be in the DMs on Instagram. It could be if you have a full-time job, just listening to what people are talking about over lunch. There's a lot of insights that you can gather just from being a person and having conversations. I 100% agree. Yes. I feel that, you know, in the comparison game, like, I mean... I understand. Like, I take so much time away from social media. I take time away from being plugged in 24-7 because it's kind of hard to hear your own voice, your inner voice, your your creative juices, if you will. If you're always consuming other people's content, you almost can't help but replicate what they're doing. But if you step back, take a break, go for a walk, listen to some good music, take a minute, journal, you'd be surprised the kind of content that comes pouring out of you that's coming from you. Like, I believe that personally, when you copy someone else's work, you're not being true to yourself. And people can smell fake a mile away. Like personally, there's something really cut and paste, really dry. And I was told, you know, when you start into business, you only teach what you know, and you'll never have any problems. So from the beginning, I've always wanted to be a teacher. Well, when I was little, I wanted to be a teacher and a doctor and like a bunch of really random things. But I really love empowering people and helping people. And maybe that's because I'm the oldest in my family. Maybe it's because I'm maybe a three, maybe a four. I don't know. But I really love empowering people, motivating people. And I love that I can actually see potential in people even when they don't see it in themselves. I'm really good at picking up what they're putting down, or even like I can look at somebody and be like, this person's really good at this. And I will tell them there was a New Year's resolution that I had last year that if I have a compliment that I'm thinking about someone, I just say it immediately without overthinking it. And if I see a quality in them that I think is great or that, you know, I think is inspiring, I tell them immediately. And it's become addicting at this point. But you'd be surprised how many people do not know their potential and how many people don't believe in themselves and don't see themselves for who they really are because they're constantly consuming and comparing. Oh, that that was a good word. Man, I don't even know where to start with (laughs) continuing the conversation from that because you just dropped so many gems right there. I think that for me, I've had to definitely take time. Sometimes it's muting people on Instagram just to get out of the noise and get back to, okay, what do I want? What do I have to offer? Mm -hmm. I'm also curious, have you taken strengths finders? Do you know what your strengths are? Oh my gosh. People keep telling me to take it. And I heard it's like a really long test. Like how long is it? (laughs) It's been a while since I've taken it, but even just hearing what you've said, I think you definitely have the developer strength which is where you're able to say, this is what someone's good at and then help them grow in that gift. So that's a freebie. You don't even have to take the test. I'm like 90% sure that you have the (laughs) the developer strength. Okay, I'm going to Google it right now. (laughs) Another piece that I wanted to bring up when I was chatting with you is just, you are multi-passionate. You're a hyphenate. You have... Obviously, your photographer business, your photography business, 
you're launching this education platform. You educate through your podcast, but also like your house is super cute. I haven't been there, (laughs) but I've seen it on Instagram. You have all of these different passions. How do you bring all of those and integrate them into your brand without having people think like, oh man, she just does everything and nothing at the same time? Oh my gosh, that's a really good question that I've never asked myself. Personally, I didn't know that I had a passion for all of these things at first. I just remember going on Instagram stories and sharing like what I was doing, what I liked, and then asking people for input. And it just kind of unfolded itself. But now that like I love to do design on the side and I love transforming other spaces and especially my space, it's been therapeutic for me. And people were responding like, wow, that's great. Or wow, where'd you get this? And without me having to like sell myself, people were kind of like, okay, these are the many pieces of Alora that keep her together. Like I know a lot of coaches say, you you should only focus on one thing and be good at that one thing. Okay, well, I did that. I was good at a being a growing a photography business. But I don't think that that's where my story ends. And I'm not saying that I want to grow 17 million things. I don't think that's what multi-passionate really is. It's kind of like you're drawn to different aspects of yourself that you can see growing in different ways. It's kind of like how, you know, flowers have different petals, but like I don't know, some are bigger than others, some are smaller. Like I kind of feel like that's how it is with my business. And if I turn the interiors into something like that's a business, it'll be strictly like hobbyist. Okay. I'm not going to like blow things up, but if it gets blown up on HGTV, I'm not going to say no. But (laughs) I mean, I just want to get back to the place where you're passionate about things. And then the things that you're passionate about aren't just a business anymore. Like photography just became a business to me. I don't really like picking up my camera. I take all the moments that I love on my iPhone. My Instagram stories is how I like really keep the documentation of my life, what my daughter is doing, what I'm doing. But honestly, I don't really like to do it for fun. So having something like a creative hobby that kind of gives you a break from the business mindset, I think is important. And then if you have a gift, I don't know, listen to the people. I was not going to ever make interiors a thing, but people kept asking me and asking me and asking me. And I was like, okay, maybe one day I will do something. (laughs) But as far as keeping it all together, I feel like if you sell yourself as yourself as a brand, I don't really think that like just the brand name should be by itself because people aren't connected to brands. People are connected to people. And that is why when you see a Coca-Cola commercial or any, there's people in it and people are doing fun things. So you're like, oh, well, since she's jumping and she's holding a Coke, if I buy a Coca-Cola, I'm going to start jumping. I'm going to be happy because we're connected to people and not just inanimate objects. Did I say that right? Inanimate? (laughs) Yeah, you did. You got it. Yay. Thank you for that. I think that's good advice, especially around just you can be multi-passionate and not have all of your passions be something that help you pay your bills. Like some passions can just be things that you do for fun with yourself or with your friends. We need that reminder. At least I need that reminder. I'll speak for myself. I 100% agree, Taylor. Have something that you do that is fun. It doesn't have to always be a business. I think that's kind of hard for us. It definitely is. I just started taking dance classes again, though, and that's been really fun. And like, I don't think I could make that a business in any way. So it's just something that I do for me. And I'm really enjoying it. It's so good. Good. 
I want to wrap up with the lightning questions that I ask all of my guests. So the first question that I have for you is what is something that you've learned recently that you're excited about? Oh, that's a good one. I guess I'd have to say I've learned that being true to yourself as a business owner and trusting your gut is definitely going to win over you doing what you always think that you should do. Like I said, creating community and listening to them because technically those are your future customers. So why would you create something that you just want to make and then nobody buys it? So I definitely say keep an open ear. Please be a real person. Like I remember I used to reach out to people on Instagram DMs and I would be like kind of let down because they'd never respond. And I get it. They had big accounts. But like my personal goal is to never like ignore people. Like no matter how big my platform gets, I will always answer every DM. I may not answer it in five minutes, but I will always answer it because I think, I think that people need to feel valued and they need to be seen and heard. And that is what I like the most is I really like people to see who they are and see that I see them where they are. Cause I was there at one point in time before. That's really beautiful. The next question is, what is something that you've unlearned or that you're in the process of unlearning? Oh, yeah. Working (laughs) 24-7. I think my fifth or sixth case of burnout this time last year, I think until the spring. I remember being burnt out from like December until like past my birthday. And it was because I could not stop working. I couldn't stop editing. I couldn't stop researching. And honestly, researching isn't always working. Like it's kind of a habit to consume, 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 and then never take action. So, you know, I used to be like, I'm listening to something like I can't do that right now, or I'm just going to stay home and I'm going to do this. And getting out of my own head and I don't know, getting out of the house is what really allows me to clear my mind and setting boundaries, only working until this time and then no exceptions. Yeah. Setting boundaries has really been something that I'm working on. And I've been doing, I've been feeling so much better since I have been doing that. I'm proud of you for that. That's really big. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And then the last question is one more opportunity for you to brag and celebrate yourself. What's a way that you've grown that you're proud of? Oh, man. Way that I've grown. Honestly, I think this 2019 was the year that I have been very intentional and I have been like more emotive, I think, before. Like, before, I think I've been more aimed towards meaning. I've been aimed more towards like whatever has meaning, like with my, even with my photography, like I've gotten burnt out plenty of times, but actually taking a step and like seeing my clients for who they are, understanding their stories, investing myself into their stories and watching their families unfold before me and just meaning like everything that I've done has meaning and, and purpose. And I think those two words alone has helped me grow. And that is why I think my core values, as you say, are so strong is because I'm not doing it for myself. Being selfless in general can really help you grow as a person, let alone as a business owner. That is such a perfect note to end things on. Alora, thank you for being on the show. If people want to follow along with you and all the resources that you'll be offering by the time this episode launches. Where can they find you? Oh, thank you so much. I love being here and talking with you. 
So my Instagram handle is Rochelle, And then I'm going to have two websites by the time this is live. It'll be AlloraRochelle.com. And then if you want to see my photography, AlloraRochellePhoto.com. Awesome. Thank you again for being on the show. And to everyone listening, thanks for listening. I will be back in your earbuds next week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.